Dan. Hope you're enjoying your bath, Dan. This is Chip and Eric reading through the Bible, Baroque style. For all of you who like to listen to us in the bathtub with bubbles. Lavender bubbles. Chamomile. Chamomile candles. Nice sandalwood scrub. Just let the stresses of the day wash over you. Let the exhaust in your bathroom clean up. This is Chip and Eric reading through Leviticus. Soothing, loving, passionate. If your ceremony is unclean, bathe yourself with water and stay out of the camp until sunset. Do it quickly. Yeah. Get out of the camp, Dan. Get out of that bathtub and put on a towel. Get out of the camp. Clean off. Uh, I don't even know what to do anymore. Hey, we're back. If you didn't catch that, if you didn't catch it, we're back. It's Chip and Eric again. Boy. Well, for all you who like to listen to us in the bathtub. Yeah. That was for you. That was for you, Dan. All right. Yeah. Probably not the most motivating thing at 3.30 in the morning in the gym, though. No. 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 We got we to gotta think through that one. Yeah. Wake up, Janet. Yeah. Okay. Snap out of it. It's time. Well, Eric, we got to get to it today. We have Leviticus chapters 20, and 20, 20 21, and 22 today. Yeah. It's going to be good. It's going to be a great one. The Lord said to Moses, Give the people of Israel these instructions, which apply to both native Israelites and to foreigners living in Israel. If any of them offer their children as a sacrifice to Moloch, they must be put to death. The people of the community must stone them to death. I myself will turn against them and cut them off from the community because they have defiled my sanctuary and brought shame upon my holy name by offering their children to Moloch. If the people of the community ignore those who offer their children to Moloch and refuse to execute them, I myself will turn against them and their families and will cut them off from the community. This will happen to all who commit spiritual prostitution by worshiping Moloch. I will also turn against those who commit spiritual prostitution by putting their trust in mediums or those who consult the spirits of the dead. I will cut them off from the community. So set yourselves apart to be holy. For I am the Lord your God. Keep all my decrees by putting them into practice. For I am the Lord who makes you holy. Anyone who dishonors father or mother must be put to death. Such a person is guilty of a capital offense. If a man commits adultery with his neighbor's wife, both the man and the woman who have committed adultery must be put to death. If a man violates his father by having sex with one of his father's wives, both the man and the woman must be put to death. For they are guilty of a capital offense. If a man has sex with his daughter-in-law, both must be put to death. They have committed a perverse act and are guilty of a capital offense. If a man practices homosexuality, having sex with another man as with a woman, both men have committed a detestable act. They must both be put to death, for they are guilty of a capital offense. If a man marries both a woman and her mother, he has committed a wicked act. This man and both women must be burned to death to wipe out such wickedness from among you. If a man has sex with an animal, he must be put to death and the animal must be killed. If a woman presents herself to a male animal to have intercourse with her, she and the animal must both be put to death. You must kill both for they are guilty of a capital offense. If a man marries his sister, the daughter of either his father or his mother, and they have sexual relations, it is a shameful disgrace. They must be cut they must be publicly cut off from the community. Since the man has violated his sister, he will be punished for his sin. 
If a man has sexual relations with a woman during her menstrual period, both of them must be cut off from the community, for together they have exposed the source of her blood flow. Do not have sexual relations with your aunt, whether your mother's sister or your father's sister. This would be a dishonor to a close relative. Both parties are guilty and will be punished for their sin. If a man has sex with his uncle's wife, he has violated his uncle. Both the man and the woman will be punished for their sin, and they will die childless. If a man marries his brother's wife, it is an act of impurity. He has violated his brother, and the couple will remain childless. You must keep all my decrees and regulations by putting them into practice. Otherwise, the land to which I am bringing you as your new home will vomit you out. Do not live according to the customs of the people I am driving out before you. It is because they do these shameful things that I detest them. But I have promised you, you will possess their land because I will give it to you as your possession, a land flowing with milk and honey. I am the Lord your God, who has set you apart from all other people. You must therefore make a distinction between ceremonially clean and unclean animals and between clean and unclean birds. You must not defile yourself by eating any unclean animal or, or bird or creature that scurries along the ground. I have identified them as being unclean for you. You must be holy because I, the Lord, am holy. I have set you apart from all other people to be my very own. Men and women among you who act as mediums or consult the spirits of the dead must be put to death by stoning. They are guilty of a capital offense. The Lord said to Moses, Give the following instructions to the priests and the descendants of Aaron. A priest must not make himself ceremonially unclean by touching the dead body of a relative. The only exceptions are his closest relatives, his mother or father, son or daughter, brother or his virgin sister, who depends on him because she has no husband. But a priest must not defile himself and make himself unclean for someone who is related to him only by marriage. The priests must not shave their heads or trim their beards or cut their bodies. They must be set apart as holy to their God and must never bring shame on the name of God. They must be holy, for they are the ones who present the special gifts to the Lord, gifts of food for their God. Priests may not marry a woman defiled by prostitution, and they may not marry a woman who is divorced from her husband, for the priests are set apart as holy to their God. You must treat them as holy because they offer up food to your God. You must consider them holy because I, the Lord, am holy, and I will make you holy. If a priest's daughter defiles herself by becoming a prostitute, she also defiles her father's holiness, and she must be burned to death. The high priest has the highest rank of all priests. The anointing oil has been poured on his head, and he has been ordained to wear the priestly garments. He must never leave his hair uncombed or tear his clothing. He must not defile himself by going near a dead body. He may not make himself ceremonially unclean for even, uh, even for his father or his mother. He must not defile the sanctuary of his God by leaving it to attend a dead person, for he has been made holy by the anointing oil of his God. I am the Lord. The high priest may marry only a virgin. He may not marry a widow, a woman who is divorced, or a woman who has defiled herself by prostitution. She must be a virgin from his own clan, so that he will not dishonor his descendants among his clan. For I am the Lord who makes him holy. Then the Lord said to Moses, Give the following instructions to Aaron. In all future generations, none of your descendants who has any defect, defect will qualify to offer food to his God. No one has a defect qualifies whether he is blind, lame, disfigured, deformed, or has a broken foot or arm, or is hunchbacked or dwarfed or has a defective eye or skin sores or scabs or damaged testicles. No descendant of Aaron who has a defect may approach the altar to present a special special gifts to the Lord. Since he has a defect, he may not approach the altar to offer food to his God. However, he may eat from the food offered to God, including the holy offerings and the most holy offerings. Yet because of his physical defect, he may not enter the room behind the inner curtain or approach the altar, for this would defile 
my holy places. I am the Lord who made them holy. So Moses gave these instructions to Aaron and his sons and to all the Israelites. The Lord said to Moses, Tell Aaron and his sons to be very careful with the sacred gifts that the Israelites set apart for me, so they do not bring shame on my holy name. I am the Lord. Give them the following instructions. In all future generations, if any of your descendants is ceremonially unclean when he approaches the sacred, sacred offerings that the people of Israel consecrate to the Lord, he must be cut off from my presence. I am the Lord. If any of Aaron's descendants has a skin disease or any kind of discharge that makes him ceremonially unclean, he may not eat from the sacred offering until he has been pronounced clean. He also becomes unclean by touching a corpse or by having an emission of semen or by touching a small animal that is unclean or by touching someone who is ceremonially unclean for any reason. The man who is defiled in any of these ways will remain unclean until evening. He may not eat from the sacred offerings until he has bathed himself in water. When the sun goes down, he will be ceremonially clean again and may eat from the sacred offerings, for his for this is his food. He may not eat an animal that has died a natural death or been torn apart by wild animals, for this would defile him. I am the Lord. The priest must follow my instructions carefully, otherwise they will be punished for their sin and will die for violating my instructions. I am the Lord who makes them holy. No one outside a priest's family may eat the sacred offerings. Even guests and hired workers in a priest's home are not allowed to eat them. However, if the priest buys a slave for himself, the slave may eat from the sacred offerings. And if his slaves if his slaves have children, they may also share his food. If a priest's daughter marries someone outside the priestly family, she may no longer eat the sacred offerings. But if she becomes a widow or is divorced and has no children to support her, and she returns to live in her father's home as in her youth, she may eat her father's food again. Otherwise, no one outside a priest's family may eat the sacred offerings. Any such person who eats the sacred offerings without realizing it must pay the priest the for the amount eaten, plus an additional 20%, the priests must not let the Israelites defile the sacred offerings brought to the Lord by allowing unauthorized people to eat them. This would bring guilt upon them and require them to pay compensation. I am the Lord who makes them holy. And the Lord said to Moses, Give Aaron and his sons and all the Israelites these instructions, which apply both to native Israelites and to the foreigners living among you. If you present a gift and as a burnt offering to the Lord, whether it is to fulfill a vow or his voluntary offering, you will be accepted only if your offering is a male animal with no defects. It may be a bull, a ram, or a male goat. Do not present an animal with defects because the Lord will not accept it on your behalf. If you present a peace offering to the Lord from the herd of your flock, whether it's to fulfill a vow or a voluntary offering, you must offer a perfect animal. It may have no defect of any kind. You must not offer an animal that is blind, crippled, or injured, or that has a wart or a skin sore or scabs. Such animals must never be offered on the altar as special gifts to the Lord. If a boar or lamb has a leg that's too long or too short, it may be offered as a voluntary offering, but it may not be offered to fulfill a vow. If an animal has a damaged uh, testicles or is castrated, you may not offer it to the Lord. You must never do this in your own land, and you must not accept such an animal from foreigners and then offer it as a sacrifice to your God. Such animals will not be accepted on your behalf, for they mutilated, they are mutilated or defective. And the Lord said to Moses, When a calf or a lamb or a goat is born, it must be left with its mother for seven days. From the eighth day on, it will be acceptable as a special gift to the Lord. But you must not slaughter a mother animal or and her offspring on the same day, whether from the herd or the flock. When you bring thanksgiving offering to the Lord, sacrifice it properly so that you'll be accepted. Eat the entire sacrificial animal on the day it's presented. Do not leave any of it until the next morning. I'm the Lord. You must faithfully keep all my commands by putting them into practice, for I am the Lord. Do not bring shame on my holy name, for I will display my holiness among the people of Israel. 
I am the Lord who makes you holy. It was I who rescued you from the land of Egypt that I might be your God. I am the Lord. Hmm. Okay. That's our reading for today, Eric. Yes, it is. So we have a couple of questions that we usually talk through. And those questions are, what is this telling us about God? And what does this tell us about ourselves? And how should we live in light of this passage? So, Chip, what's this telling us about God? Yeah. Well, I want to start um, kind of like in our initial reading uh, today. You know, they offer their children as a sacrifice to Molech. Mm. And they were not to do that anymore. They'll be put to death. And that sounds crazy, but they would sacrifice their, their kids or young kids to this false, fake God yeah. as an act of worship. Mm-hmm. It was hideous. It was crazy. It yeah. just seems, it's unthinkable. You know, it's, it's just detestable, you know, yet we do it today. Mm-hmm. We give our kids to the evil one today. Oh, yeah. You know, and in many different ways we do that. So the takeaway for me when it comes to what does it say about God is God loves the children. God loves the children, you know, and he loves everybody. But, you know, this just makes, makes me think about our kids, you know, your, our own kids, our grandkids, the kids in the church, the kids in general. God loves the kids. So we need to dedicate them to the Lord. We need to raise them up in the fear and admon- admonition of the Lord and the word of God. We need to point them to the Lord, protect them from evil, guard them, guide them. You know, um, w- you know, one thing that my wife decided early on is that we... We'll do our best to fight, you know, for our kids' friends and in, 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 in what they're around because we've just seen it happen so many times where it could be a negative influence. And and so uh, we, we put up that battle. But, uh, but God loves the children, you know, and so we got to, you know, do our best to steer them to the Lord and uh, sacrifice them or dedicate them to, to the Lord instead of sacrificing to all right. these false and fake gods because Satan's coming after the kids. I mean, if you don't think so, just go to the school system. I mean, he's coming after the kids younger and younger every day. Yeah, I think that's absolutely true. I mean, I know it's absolutely true. Yeah, and and they will eventually go on, hundreds of years after this, go on to sacrifice their kids to Moloch, just -hmm. like God says not to. And it's one of the things that gets them, I love the way it's put here, vomited out of the land. Yeah. It's one of the things that do that. So, you know, and the thing about sacrificing to Moloch and this sounds crazy. And at first, maybe in your guts, you're going to be like, uh, the big sin of sacrificing your kids to Moloch. I mean, that's massive, right? But sacrificing your children is not the big sin. It's worshiping a false god. Yeah. That's the big sin. And yeah. that at first, you're like, what? Mm-hmm. You know, like, that doesn't sound right. Mm-hmm. But I think one thing that this passage tells me is that, man, we need this reminder that God is God. Mm. Constantly. Mm. I'm the Lord. I'm the Lord. Yeah. I'm the Lord. I'm yeah. the Lord. I'm the Lord. We need that. Yeah. I learned that from this passage. We need that. Um, so constantly. That's what it tells us about us. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. 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 That we we need the constant reminder. Yeah. That God is the Lord. And not just that. So like your guided reading, if you participate in the SDA, you're supposed to be working on what the Levitical covenant looks like or the Mosaic covenant, excuse me, looks like. And... Man, one of the things is, like, what is the historical prologue of that covenant? And I don't want to give a ton away, but let me just say this. It was I who rescued you from the land of Egypt that I might be your God. That is, 
pretty straightforward what true. the history behind this covenant is. It's and true. so when you read all of these rules, it goes back to that history. He rescued them from captivity, and he's bringing them to a foreign land. Mm-hmm. And he needs to remind them every step of the way, I am the Lord your God. I am the Lord your God. I am the Lord your God. And I have to say, as a believer who got saved and then backslid for over a decade, I can now see those reminders, but I wish I would have been paying attention to them during that time. Mm -hmm. I'm the Lord your God. I'm the Lord your God. I'm the Lord your God. Eric, I saved you. Eric, I rescued you. Don't you remember what I rescued you from? Mm -hmm. I'm the Lord your God. I'm the Lord your God. And it wasn't until years later that I would see one of those signs, I'm the Lord your God, and say, yeah, you are. You know, and so maybe today you need that reminder. Mm. So, okay, God cares about the children. Mm -hmm. God will remind us over and over again because we need it. The reminder that God is God. So Mm. what do we do? Yeah, I think you got to you got to get you got to get to know the real God. So you can you can identify and stay away from the fake God. Yep. And the more you know the real God, the more you can see the fake God. And so these people that were sacrificing, they, they got, they were confused. You know, they were, they got all, they didn't know. The, and that's why I had to keep reminding them. Yeah, right. You know, and so that can happen to us. And so get to know the real God. And that's what you're, that's what you're doing every day. Yeah, in you the are. Word. So yeah. we're proud of you. That is our goal. You're everybody, you know, everybody that can reads the Bible every day. Yeah, I love that. Believer, non-believer, anybody. Yeah. Um, and so because you can get to know the real God. And uh, spot a fake, a, a fake false god, and you stay away from that because it leads you to do crazy, stupid things. And then let's connect it to the children, right? Like, mm-hmm. what does it look like? To, so we know the real God. As parents, we learn who the real God is. We get to know God's voice. We get to know the truth about God and his desires for us. And then what do we do? Well, we do what Moses is later in Deuteronomy going to tell us. You teach our kids. Yeah, that's right. Introduce your kids to the real God. Don't yeah. sacrifice them to the false gods of the world. Yeah. And man, I could go on a tear about that and the things that we teach our kids to put before God. Um, man, it's crazy. We mm-hmm. we instill idolatry into our children. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we call it achievement. Mm-hmm. You know, and we mm-hmm. say, Oh yeah, you're doing great. You know, you're mm-hmm. working so hard. And it's okay that you're missing church every Sunday of high school because you, you know, you're working so darn hard. Yeah. You know, well. Okay, that's a false yeah. god, and you're sacrificing your kids' spirituality yeah. to it. Get to know the real God and introduce your kids to that God. There is nothing more worthwhile. Nothing. That's eternity. Yeah. That's something they get forever. Yeah. You know? So oh, true. yeah. So, so true. All right. Yeah. Hey, we're super proud of you guys. Good. Super grateful for you guys. Way and uh, this is a great opportunity for me to say I'm a terribly imperfect father. Oh. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I'm... Yeah. I'm not no one should be listening to no. this and thinking that I think that I'm some great dad. I just yeah. No. So no. this is a good opportunity we're, yeah, to say we're that. definitely learning as we go. Yep, absolutely. But we are very proud of you guys. Mm-hmm. Keep it up, keep going, and uh we'll be back tomorrow. Okay. Can't wait. Okay. Bye bye. Dan, don't forget to drain the tub. Please. <laughs>